This week's episode of I've Got Nothing is brought to you by just so many sponsors. Where do we even begin? Uh, we're sponsored by Neosporin. Put it on your, your infected bits, and it it won't be it won't be infected. We're brought to you by uh, Gay Subterfuge. We're brought to you by uh, very very deep cut tunics opened in such a way to reveal well over half your chest for when you really want to seem just like competent and swinging. We're brought to you by uh, troop formations that are wider than a single file line because hey man, you got 8,000 soldiers. Maybe have them be in something like a like 10 by 30 grid. You get attacked from the side, that's not really gonna work. 8,000 soldiers stretches like four miles. That's a problem. And uh, more than anything else, we're brought to you by Ian Glenn's sexy, sexy hairline. I hope I look as good as him when I'm 55, which I think is how old he is. Kudos. What is this podcast called again? I've got nothing. <laughs> Who came up with that? Doesn't matter. We're here. Oh, shit. Welcome to I've Got Nothing, the most unnecessary format for a podcast since Jesus. Lost was on the air. I'm Colin. I'm Alex. And uh, I, I got to apologize for all those sponsors. I wasn't feeling very creative today. But this week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones. This episode originally aired April 28th, 2013, written by Brian Cogman and directed by returning director Alex Graves. And um, what happens? <laughs> Uh, a lot, but not that much simultaneously. It's quite it was, beautiful. Yeah, it, it, it was a rare... The episode feels weird because it seems like a lot happens, but really most of the scenes are just people talking. Yeah, most... I, I, I don't know. I feel like it kind of really slowed down um, in total. Um, I mean, we, we get introduced to a few characters. Uh, we open up about Jamie a little bit. Um... Jo Rob Stark beheads someone. <coughs> I cough a lot. I feel um, like you're grossly oversimplifying. You know. Things. But, but we're gonna uh, dive in. We we got no. We gotta dive in. We gotta talk about the most important thing in this episode. Which wh what Jon would you define? Snow, in in the process of losing his virginity, goes right to going downtown. Like yeah, it it is an instinct for him. <laughs> she doesn't even like there's not a conversation she doesn't even do that thing where like she pushes him down he is having what is probably his first kiss with the girl and like kiss the lips once kiss the lips twice all right i'm going down there like he has so clearly been thinking about this moment his entire life that he can't even hold it in like there were two kisses, and then he just straight went for it. I mean, the episode is called Kiss by Fire, and, like, you know, you get the euphemism there, yes? Yes. You know, she's a ginger. Yeah. So, but, like, holy shit. You know, we rag on Jon Snow a lot, I feel like, but what a generous lover. <laughs> what, what a generous man. And he did I'm, three kisses. Prediction right now, we will never see him go down on Daenerys. <laughs> You know, I'm just going to say I haven't thought about that. Because uh, he only has sex with two women. It's Ygritte and it's Daenerys. Ygritte, immediately, just right to it. Like, you know what? I'm going to make this special for you. Daenerys, straight to business. 
Well, that's probably because they're cousins, you know. He doesn't uh, aunt and uncle or aunt and nephew, or, and he doesn't know that. Like he does, he should. And, but maybe you just feel it, you know. And Egret, he doesn't even like Egret that much. He was just a horned up, repressed kid, and she like presented herself to him. Daenerys, he's like, oh, you're my true queen. I'm giving. I immediately gave up my destiny for you. Doesn't I don't even know, like, but repay, vibes. doesn't even repay the favor. Doesn't even repay the favor. <coughs> Give it back, man. Jeez, tough, tough. I don't know. I'm happy for him. I'm though. just like, who does that? Who is in the process of losing their virginity and their immediate instinct is, I'm going down. <laughs> and not even in like a comfortable situation. She's standing, and he's a he's like a tall bloke. He's got to get like way down there to make it happen. Yeah. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have a feeling you had something about, like, you, you've been pent up about that. I just, I, I didn't think about it before, but it's like, it's the first time you're having sex, and this is immediately what you go to. Well done, John. Well done. I didn't, he was a maid. I, I didn't know that's what that would be called. Yeah, uh, yeah they don't have, a, I don't think they have, I don't think virgin's a word. It's maid. It's maid and maiden or something. Mm. Because the hymen is called the Maidenhead. This just weirdly got not safe for work. This podcast has never been safe for work. <laughs> but in a very aggressive way just then. Oh, I need a shower. I, I, I just want to dive into this scene. It's so, like, there's so much to talk about. Let, 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 let's just do it. Let's talk about, you know. Uh, we have Arya. Uh, is, oh, oh my gosh. I'm reading page two. Ah, uh, this is a bad way to start. Oh, now you, uh, you get your notes in order, man. I know. Wait, what oh happened gosh. First, the thing with the hound or the thing with John and Egret? Uh, Egret's that, that's like a mid thing. That's like mid. No, no, that's uh, early. That's the first or second scene of the episode. Where he gets it? No. We go to Bolton for. Oh, nope. Yep, there it is. They it. bone. I wrote they bone. They bone. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, we have the hound um, and Lord Barrick fighting. Um, Turns out Lord Beric um, is like Wolverine. I didn't know that. That's a cool little bit. Yeah. <coughs> it's funny to think about because like, you know, I can't remember my thoughts, but I'll bet like when this episode aired, that was probably like among the coolest fights the show had ever done. Nah, that was still cool. And now it's like, like was... not even top 20 compared to what the show's done since then. And I'm not, that's not a dip. No. It's just like, you know, there's a level of quality improving. I mean, more money, right? More money. Yeah, more money. I mean, it was, it was so still fun. You want to talk about like responsible financing? Uh, this set where they have the big fight. Yeah. Same set as where Johnny Egret get down. They just redressed it. Really? Yeah. They just they reused the set. They just they, yeah. Really. Redressed it, relit it, made a little forest clearing into a cave. Mmm, flirty and vicious. Yeah. That's fun. Um. Yeah. Oh, quick question about uh, the Hound and Lord Beric fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think I asked you that before, but what's the deal with the fire blood? The fire blade or the fire? Blood. Uh, yeah, I presume it's his blood, right? Um, or is it the blade? I wait, don't know. Wait, are you talking about how he sets his sword on fire or what are you talking about? Yes, yes, yeah, he yes. he just sets his sword on fire. But it was like with his hand, and then it set no, on fire. No, 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 no. So like him, and then the 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 ginger. Um, they do this thing where they dip their sword in oil and then light it on fire, and it's like this like kind of parlor trick they do, because oh, the ginger okay. is a priest. 
And it, it's funny because the book goes into this whole thing about how, like, it's actually really dumb to do because the fire melts the iron of the sword and makes it un- – like, it, it just makes it really yeah. visible. So, like uh, – the red priest is like always having to have extra swords on hand because he does his fire sword trick and uh, breaks his swords all the time. <laughs> but I think it was like a kind of a like psychological warfare because everyone knows the hound hates fire. <laughs> I don't know. It was cool regardless, but I didn't know that. It looked like it like he slit his hand and lit on fire, and I was like, "That's traumatic." No, no, no. I think it's a different thing. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. I find out that that Lord Beric is um, Wolverine, and that he saves the Hound so that they could th- go fight up north. Three seasons later, uh, four seasons later. That's season four seven, seasons. Man. Yeah, wow. Lord of Light knew it. Um, Lord of Light willed it. Yeah, um, and then we then go to John and Ga- uh, Gang, where John gives away some secrets about which towers have people in them some some top secret information yeah and then you know else he gives away after that his v card his virgin after i love the symbolism of she steals his sword and runs off with it i literally wrote she steals his sword then gets his sword and lures him into a secluded cave where she's just like ready. Yigrit knew what she wanted. I also have one note that's just Yigrit exclamation point exclamation point because I was shocked. Imagine that the second time you have sex, it's in uh, it's un- it's like in a natural sauna in a cave. Well, that was her third time. No, right? hit for him because they, they 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 do it. You know, they do it where he just like goes straight down. Oh and yeah. Cut, oh, oh sorry. And they I didn't get in the water and then they do it water. again. And it's like, man, you're like J- Jon Snow is not well, getting an accurate idea of like what normal sex is like. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Jon Snow really peaked. I mean, he did go from that to just like on this rusty boat. Yeah, just like so, you know, on top the... normal missionary, just like thrusting in and out, nothing special. Thrusting in and out, nothing special. I want to go and I need to go back and find the thing with the book because it's like um they they make a whole deal about John going down on Ygritte because she's never had that happen before because like apparently yeah. as a sexual move it's more of like a high class thing so oh, she really? like takes to calling it the the lord's kiss because she's always making fun of him for being like highborn so she calls it yeah. the lord's kiss and I don't know. I, oh. I don't know where go with this. I do love though. So in the books, when this happens, because it's from John's perspective, so there's this whole internal monologue where John reveals where that he's basically like a kid at church camp at heart because his first thought is that he broke his vows. That's his first thought while he while he's boning, and then his second thought <laughs> is that he knows he's going to have to leave the wildlings at some point and go back to the Night's Watch, and he's worried that's going to hurt Ygritte's feelings. And then his <sighs> third consecutive thought is that he's really worried he's going to get her pregnant. I love John. Because as we all know, <laughs> every time you have sex, it ends in pregnancy. 100%. That's actually, that's our sponsor's abstinence. Your sponsor's abstinence. No, not yeah, my real like, one. Fuck that monster. Um, like Jon Snow got it in this episode, and you know what? <laughs> he did his due diligence to get it, and we should be happy for him. I know. I'm. I'm more happy for him this time than with Danny. Yeah. Not um, only was she his aunt, he didn't like do anything extra. 
watch watch the beginning of uh watch the beginning of this new season just just start with john just going down just like for a full 10 minutes too <laughs> like they just <laughs> hey we only have six episodes left but here's 10 minutes of john just like <laughs> just going down going you know daenerys just... like responding to it oh my god <laughs> Just ten minutes. It's really just a face. Back. It's really just the back of his head. Many years of poor decision making. By there's no. Oh my. There won't be any other cuts. It won't be dramatic. It'll just be. It'll just be the back of his head, and that'll be it for ten minutes. And then we will circle back to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It'll all make sense. Um. That's all I have. I think we covered the sex scene I pretty just thoroughly. To talk about it because, like, goddamn, dude. Yeah. No, he he, he loves went right it. For it, was it yeah. prompted? Like you know he's was you it? know he's been lying awake at night thinking about this moment, and like he knew exactly what he was gonna do. It was a it move. Was a move. It, it was a move. He didn't wait for them to get. He didn't wait for her to get like comfortable like intimate lay down at all he just went one two and then it like he thought about that he he i don't know they don't have porn back then but like Not, like have, that was I'm a sure porn move erotica. yeah that was a porn move john yeah. snow now those two are married in real life uh, that's the entire thing i was thinking about during that uh so i was like oh was it the one that did it mm-hmm. like was this what convinced them they're like this is fun um I think we go. Fuck. Uh, I think we go to Bruce Bolton. Bruce Bolton. After that, Bruce. Bruce. No, there's no B in his name. Bruce. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, we check on Jamie. Um, Bruce Bruce Bolton, and Jamie comes back around, and oh gosh, Jamie. Is treated well. Ruse is not very happy um, about the condition he's in. Um, really upset about the whole thing, actually. And then Jamie goes and finds, uh, and then they then send Jamie to the doctor because you know he's still missing his hand. Um, and then we meet weird, creepy doctor. Kyburn. Um, yeah, Kyburn, the weird, yeah. creepy doctor. Um, we meet him for the first time. No, no, no. And we, we, we've met him before. Well, we not have? for the first time. I don't because, remember. Uh, remember at the beginning of the season, the Boltons arrived in Harrenhal and they found Kyburn among the wounded. Oh, that's right. Gosh, that's been so long ago. Um, and <coughs> one second, sorry. <coughs> and I think Jamie was being a little too hetero about. He, yeah, no, that was um like it's. You know, what's the phrase for when you are trying to go for big dick energy and you don't have it? Yeah, it just wasn't it, man. Like, like it just take wasn't the it. and wake up. Yeah. Later. Yeah, like it's not cool. It's not like he was the being too hetero. Going, like, okay, like, like I have I have suffered from ingrown toenails more than once in my life, and let me tell you, <laughs> digging tools around infected skin is nothing to fuck with. It hurts. No. A lot. Clearly, don't tr- don't try don't, to be cool yeah. about it. Just let it happen. Like, you're going to go hang out naked in a tub and like confess your deepest darkest secret? Like 
That was right? that was cool. Uh, no, I appreciated that more than. Oh, it'll hurt and I'll scream. Shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up Jamie. Jamie. If you were if you were um, a real one, hey, you wouldn't get you your hand cut off in the more, first place. What do you think was more painful for Jamie? Having the gangrene infected skin cut from his stump, or having his only daughter die in his arms? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I mean, as Christ. you know, as Frank Underwood, played by an actor whose name we won't mention on this podcast, once said, "There are two kinds of pain." <laughs> I. Oh my gosh. Probably knowing that his only true love is the person is, is the person he's related to yeah. closest. Oh. And that he can't ever I escape like, that. Uh, I was oh. reading about like I, this final battle set stage in Winterfell for the upcoming season, and I get the sense that it's going to be real dark because yeah. you're going to have the White Walkers coming down from the north, and then Cersei coming up from the south. It's just gonna, it's going to be bad, man. Yeah. Mm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope it's cool. <laughs> that's all I hope <laughs> you for. You hope it's cool. Like honestly, like that's. Like like my biggest hope for se- for this final season. I'm like, ah, I hope it's cool. Hope it's cool. Like, I hope it's fun. I, I, a lot of people like, at work have bad opinions on this show. Like they think Sansa sucks, and I just have stopped. I've stopped engaging uh, with them. That's yeah. probably fair. I anytime someone has a hot take I don't agree with, I just cut them out of my work life. Have you watched Haunting the um, House? Oh, you guys no, have to watch it. It's so good. It, it's very spooky. It, I like it, spooks. It's a, it's a spooky little show. Scooby would love it. No. Because Scooby, Scooby Scooby loves do. spooks. Scooby does love spooks. I love... Ugh. Good For those spooks are good spooks. you don't know, Scooby uh, is a dog that we're both acquainted with. Yeah. Sco- Scooby. Scooby's also... Oh, I sent those videos to uh, oh, my dad. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, he, Gary um, would get a kick out of those. Well, he said we... I don't know that. Uh, we told my dad about what Scooby would do and for listeners I'm not gonna get too graphic because we've already Scooby been pretty graphic pillow, in this like just like for minutes <laughs> he he took a long time to release <laughs> and he did it every single day that it was, I was it was not tender home. it was not sensitive it was aggressive <laughs> and animalistic it didn't look very consensual for the pillow, for the no. pillow. uh it and Scooby's a sweetheart, so it's just very... He's a big chocolate lab. Lovable character, and you just see him defile this pillow. But he's horny as hell. <laughs> he really was. And it was every it was every day at 9.05 p.m. Eastern time. He would just go at spayed, it. You got Casey spayed, right? Yeah. Oh, no, they're okay, spayed good. and neutered. It doesn't okay, matter. Good. They just like going through the rhythm, I guess. Uh, no, no, it's... Yeah, no, like, we got Sandy spayed, yeah. but... She, she still was, you know, she was lively yeah. when she was alive. R.I.P. Sandy, best R. I. P. dog to live. Dedicated. You want to have a dedication at the end of this? Uh, I'm gonna cry later tonight. Like I'm still, oh. I'm still not over it. I don't know. Why I won't I ever be. I won't ever be uh, over. It whenever Casey goes. Anyway, yeah. this got sad. Um, no, no, it was like a. It was over a year and a half ago, and like I still like cry in, in my sleep. It'll get better. Um, you were there with me when 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 it happened. Yeah. Remember? No, we were in Echo Park. We just walked around the park. <laughs> was we walked it? around the park, like dealing with Fuck. the 
inevitability of death. <laughs> Which, in hindsight, by the way, the worst place to learn about other than we were like in a, a dog park. Yeah, we were in a goddamn do- like. What was I? What you and Abby did not take good care of me. I just, I just want to say that that was a really bad situation to be in. We were passing like dog after dog. I'm like, this can't be helpful. You guys should have taken me to a bar. <laughs> this can't be helpful. And not the fat dog in North Hollywood, because guess what's painted on the walls of North of that big bar? wiener dog, big old dogs, dogs everywhere. So many dogs. So many dogs. Okay, that that got. I didn't think about what that. What happens just now. next in this episode of Game of Thrones? Uh, we aired... we we have Cersei. Quick little bit of Cersei uh, telling Littlefinger to look into Tyrells, um, and then we have Tyrion doing this really boring bit. And he gets owed by, like, absolutely destroyed by Lady Elena. Uh, Not really, because he gets what he wants. Yeah, but, like, when you're that rich, does it matter? Like but Tyrion's also really rich. Like Yeah, exactly. Like, talking talking money to them is frivolous. It was just about who owned the conversation. Even if he got what he wanted, like, it was the fact of the matter that she still, like, she had the not only the last or the first word and the middle word. So, like, yeah, he got what he wanted, but, like... She she won that. Like, she 100% controlled that. They're rich. It doesn't matter that he got money. From there, we go, we go to this old man. <coughs> um, the car... Star- uh, old man Karstark. Is that right? That's right. The Karstarks. Yeah. He kills uh, Cersei's cousins? Yeah, which makes that actor who plays Kid King and Kit Harrington like the only two actors to die, to to, to die. I guess Jon Snow hasn't died a second time, but Kid no. King has died. So Kid King has officially died the I most t- times on this show. Oh, sorry, Kid King. Pour one out. Um. So yeah, Kid King dies. Um. And then, old Robbie boy has to decide what to do. With half of it, with the leader of half of his army. Does he make the right decision? I don't know, man. If this was a week later, I might have a better idea, but... I, You know, I'm in hindsight, I'm curious. I feel like... Because, you know, Rob is king of the north now. John is king of the north in the present timeline. Mm-hmm. I don't know if John would make this decision that Rob made. I don't think he would. I don't think he would either. Like, I feel like it's the easy, like, at least hold the guy as a hostage until you can, like, make good relationships with the men and, like, the new leadership of that house. Yeah. No, I don't think he would. I think he might have would. I mean, is torture an option? Like, Rob was in a rock and a hard spot, for sure. Um, Rock and a hard place. Yeah, that's that's the saying. But ultimately, I don't know. Like, I I like, I mean, I like the beheading because, like, he was, like, showing his power. Like, he was testing his power. He was like, all right, this is it. It's totally but- different in the book because in the book, um, it's this whole thing about how he doesn't. Because, like, Rob in the books is, like, 15. Yeah. Because all, all the kids are way younger in the books. Uh, but it's like he doesn't have the resolve to do it on a single swing. So it's this whole thing about how like all of his men watch him as he like keeps hitting the neck over and over and over again 
to get like the head to detach and so he ends up covered in blood and it's super symbolic of how hey this is a really bad decision you've made Damn. oh my gosh yeah it's hardcore it's like i feel like this episode is kind of the beginning of the end for robbie damn because he like yeah. he, he he fucks up and he knows he fucks up but he can't admit it because he was committed to his dad's idea of honor that was instilled in him yeah and then he's like hey i know how i'm gonna feel better i'm gonna go to the phrase yeah that was his logic i i just i felt like there was there was an option C that if he would have waited would have come clear um yeah he was just he's so uptight about it yeah that like like I kept thinking I was like there's a middle like there is a C option out of this, there definitely is, and you immediately went for the beheading. But like that's uh, the thing with the Starks is that they see the world in a very black and white way, and it gets them killed over and over and over again. Yeah, this world, this all the world is gray, especially this one. Can't do that. Um, sorry, Robbie, that felt bad. Um, He's got a new show on Netflix that I want to watch because apparently it's just one big audition for him to play James Bond. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I'd be down. I would be so happy with the ginger James Bond. Like it would, I could stop working <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. It does. Uh, representation matters. It does. Thank you. <laughs> Every time I turn uh, on Daredevil, I'm like, Matt Murdock is the only functioning, like, high-profile ginger in yeah. the Marvel comics. And yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? You can't do anything, Pepper I'm sorry. Pepper Potts doesn't count because Gwyneth Paltrow dyed her hair for that role. Oh, I didn't know that. What color is her natural hair? I think it's blonde. That makes sense. Um, you want to talk about Arya and... Um... The are the team? Yeah, the I, I, I'm down for like you know they. Oh, did you have you been following the news on the spinoff? No, absolutely not. So they're making a spinoff to Game of Thrones to mm -hmm. air on HBO after this show concludes. It's gonna be a prequel set a thousand years in the past. Yep. Uh, it, Jane Goldman, uh, the writer of the Kingsman movies, among a number of other Ooh. Matthew Vaughn. Uh, productions yeah. is doing is show running it alongside Mr. George R. R. Martin, and yeah. they just cast Naomi Watts as the lead. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. It seems like it's going to be about the the origins of the White Walkers as kind of the like jumping off point. I guess that makes sense, uh, being a thousand years before. Yep. That checks out. Cool. That sounds exciting. All right. Um. Where, where do I go? Oh, um... Arya's sad because she finds out that even though they can bring Beric back to life, they can't bring her dad. And bring back her dad. Yeah. That's not how it works. Um, oh, <laughs> this is where I found out I, fa I fuck with Beric. Um, he's just chill. like the guy. I like his he's vibe. He's died seven times. Yeah. Like, I just like the guy. I was so shocked that he didn't die in that season seven episode where they go beyond the wall. You were ready for him to die, and I honestly don't I know why. I just assumed because, like, they've been setting him up over and over and over again to die. Um, in fact, like, actually, there's a thing about him I want to talk about, but we can't do it till the end of the season. Uh, oh. But yeah, like, it just seemed like he was a character who he was being brought back over and over again. 
for a purpose, but in hindsight, it seems like they only put that in there to set up the fact that John would get brought back one day. I'm trying to hold in these costs so you can easily cut them out between uh, no, pieces. I, I'm, I'm drinking with ice, so like that's making a noise. So just, you know, let let out your sickness. Let it out, mm. is what I say. Cool. All right. Uh, before we jump into this next scene, uh, I got us a sponsor. You have a sponsor. I have a sponsor this week. Uh, it, it's called Baby Canisters. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. So sometimes baby, babies just don't work out. So, sometimes you'll have a baby and it just won't be there for you anymore. But <laughs> You'll have a baby, but it won't be alive. Yeah, but you want, uh, but you want to commemorate them, correct? Um, urns, old-fashioned, right? They're not, they're, they're small, especially baby size, tiny, um, and not really a true centerpiece. These baby canisters, which we put your baby in a pla- in a glass uh, tube, and we immerse them in, we don't know, just goo. Um, and then they sit in wherever you're currently living. Uh, they act as a great talking point for anybody coming over. Um, and a really good conversation piece. Highly recommend getting baby canisters um, for your home. Those are sponsored. I have nothing to say. That's it's, it's 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 horrendous. First appearance in this episode um, of Queen Celise and the Princess Shireen. Yeah, Celise, and baby canisters. Celise was in a previous episode in season two, but they recast her because she didn't have any lines in season two. They were waiting to kind of oh. figure out, give the role enough time to really cast someone in that role. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, so in the scene for reference, there are baby canisters. Um, for which, uh, what does what does the queen say again? She was like, "I've provided you nothing or something." Yeah, no, she's like, "My my womb can only make girls." And that's not good. Yeah. But I'm glad we know this now because of these giant baby canisters here. Yeah, that's fucked that up. That was a visual. That, 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 that like, I, I feel like the show wouldn't do that now. The sh- that, that's kind of yeah. back when the show was still figuring itself out in terms of, like, how far it could push itself. Yeah. No. It was like, you know that, uh, don't, like, what's the line? Show, don't tell. No, tell me. Tell me. I didn't need to see that. Yeah. You could have you could have just said, yeah, too bad our three other children like, I died. Felt, I always felt that Santa's had a bad beat, but you know what? In hindsight, after watching this, he deserved to die. <laughs> right? For allowing this to happen under his own roof. Like, imagine, you know, like you're that rich and you have your own home and you, like, allow your wife to do that. Just keep these babies. Bury them. You these... live on an island. Do a sea burial. It's respectful and the right thing to do. <laughs> putting in them in these baby canisters is just it was loud like it was so loud give me a flashback or something i don't care it could be cheap baby canisters wild anyway so we learn about that via baby canisters yeah. you're, you're, um, you're not gonna let go of this are you well that there was like five it was like five my transition five of my points written down on this so we're just working through the points at this point um yeah wife says and she was like the dead children are or oh and then he wants to go see his daughter now who has grayscale yeah um and the wife who you know 
I felt like when she, when she burned her child, I kind of felt like she it was it was overhyped emotions um, between everyone and like mom mentality took over and she couldn't stop it. And that's not like that's not an excuse, but I didn't put the total blame on her. Um, in in terms of just a shitty situation, but no, she calls her kid a distraction. She she well knew what she was doing. She wanted this kid to die, um, and so anyway, so she goes and so she says the kids the daughter's a distraction, and then uh, Stannis is like, I don't care. She's still my daughter. Like Stannis is somehow the human one in this, um, and then. Uh, she, he, the kid wants to see Davos, but apparently, oh, why is Davos the Onion King? The Onion Knight? Or the Onion Knight, because, yeah. Because, um, before he was a lord serving under Stannis' protection, oh, have you, yeah. what's the deal with, Stan, with Davos' hand? Do you know it? I don't. So, he was a smuggler. During the Robert's Rebellion, like the big war that happened mm-hmm. before Game of Thrones, he smuggled food to Stannis because Stannis was holding out on a siege but waiting for support. So because yeah. of him, Stannis uh, was able to survive the siege long enough for Ned Stark to, um, to arrive and save the day. So Stannis as... Uh, thank you, knighted him, but because he was a smuggler and Stannis is a hard ass, he's like, I do need to, like, I need to punish you somehow. So the top nubs of his ha- uh, fingers have been cut off. Oh. Yeah, so Stannis had the top nubs of his fi- like, so the top joints of his fingers cut off, and Davos wears them in a little pouch around his neck as a reminder of his past life. So Stannis was like, hey, you did me a super solid. I'm going to knight you because you're lowborn and this will change your life. But you're also a criminal and I can't have that. So I'm going to cut off parts of your finger. I feel like you could have probably forgiven him. Not It's Stannis. Think of Stannis. Think of everything you know of Stannis. I know, but mm, mm, that's wild. So the Onion Knight, that's yeah, dope. Yeah, he's called the Onion Knight. Hmm. Cool. Hey, man, uh, still, still so alive. We... Other other people in this show are dead, and the Onion Knight is still alive. I feel like of all the grandiose names in Game of Thrones, Stannis really got the short end of the stick there. Like you have Kingslayer. Uh, what's Dan? One of Danny's names? Um, Queen of Dragon. Well, I'm blanking. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but there's like a lot of grandiose names, and his is Onion Knight. Yeah. Sounds like a character in PJ Masks. Or PJ Masks. Um, so we then go to uh, Jamie and Bree. Um, he gets in the hot tub with her. Um, what a scene, right? And then... Oh my god, I didn't know where that was going. Well, and then it what, went do you, there, what did you know about Jamie's like, story prior to this? Not, did you nothing. know he was called the Kingslayer? Yeah, yeah, and like I got that, but like I didn't know any part of the story. Um, I just like I just know him as the Kingslayer, um, and that's about all. So like being introduced to it that way was interesting. I mean, this is why I love Jamie because the third book, which was the basis for this season, was the first one where Jamie was a narration character. And because yeah. prior to this, he's been 
in the story, he's been a very kind of cliched like villain. And then in the third yeah. book, they're like, no, you're going to get some stuff from his perspective and sort of learn some depth to this character that's going to make you feel bad about hating him, even though he's done very shitty things up to this point. No, he bleeds it out. That is a, he, mo- oh I mean, my that gosh. Is a monologue. Yeah, he talks about, oh my gosh, yeah. Because you really did think that, like, at least from my perspective, that like, all right, yeah, he killed the Mad King. Like, that was it. Um, I didn't know any other part yeah. about that. And then you learn that, like, no, he was really trying to reason with the Mad King um, only to try to save literally everyone in yeah. King's Landing. Literally, like, w- if it weren't for Jamie, King's Landing wouldn't be here. Is yeah, no, it was just like the this thing for which he is notorious was actually, like, the most noble thing he ever did. And it has it yeah. ruined his reputation. Which is wild. What image did oh, you just send me? Oh, check it out. I sent you a picture. So, it's Davos, Jennifer Lawrence. Who's this uh, Nicholas dude in the Holt. He plays Beast in the X-Men movies. I just like oh, the yeah. picture. I don't know why. It's just kind of cool that it exists. <laughs> it's for They're just at a fashion show hanging out. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Good for the, that's so it, random. It is. I, I don't know why I remembered it, but I wanted to send it to you. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That was a simple, simpler times. Um, oh, and then he ends it with uh, Brie goes Kingslayer is like, help. He's like hurt. And then Brie go, and then Jamie goes, my name is Jamie. Yeah. He's like, yeah. She's like holding him in her arms. That's yeah. like some sexy shit. Like it's it's romantic almost. Like the tension is is there. I was just half like I don't know. I I, I feel like You knew he'd been rehearsing I, this speech <coughs> for like the last fifteen years. Yo, he'd never he was got ready to tell for anybody. It. And now he gets to. The thing that was bothering him most is his face was so dirty and the water was so close that before it, I was just like, dude, just clean your face off real quick. Like, and then do this spiel. Cause his eyes were like puffy, like all, like all the dirt was still on him except, and he rinsed off everything else except for his damn face that was just covered in yuck. And I'm like, just wash it, dude. It's killing me. Well, that's why he was in the, (sighs) in the bath. He gotta, he gotta clean all that up. Well, yeah, I Have know, and he, wa- and he got the rest of him wet. Oh, we got to go. No. It's great. I know, you're really excited about it. I love Korean spas. Um, awesome. <laughs> we were also sponsored by Korean spas this week. Fun yeah, fact. we spa uh-huh. down in Koreatown, Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> Fun little spot. Let's go. Recommend. Cool. Uh, cool. We then get... Uh, Oh, we then learned that Dabos can't read. Um, that was a quick little bit. Although, I knew that previously, but I don't know if that was the first time it's ever been revealed. What? That Dabos can't no, read. Yeah, because he's got, he spends, you might remember, he spends all of season four learning to read because he yeah. he's the one that gets the note from John about the impending invasion. And that's why how he's able to convince Stannis to go north to help the Night's Watch. Yep. Which is crazy because, like, Stannis is the only person to actually act kingly in that moment, and then he gets fucking murdered. 
Uh-huh. If home. <coughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. So many people. Uh, we then go to Danny meeting Grey Worm what for the first scene. time. First so appearance good. of Grey Worm in the show. So good. Yeah. And he respects Ugh. the yeah. hell out of her, but he has his opinions ready to share. He shared? No. She was like, pull out your leader. And uh, Grey Worm shows up and she was like, don't go by your slave name. Um, and he's like, I am proud of this. Like, I get to, like, the, uh, what is it? Grey, uh, Grey Worm was freed by Danny. Like, that is this man. And I was like, damn, dude. Shook. Anyway, yeah. good for him. Uh, and I think it teaches that, like, so this is something that I think is important that I think Game of Thrones has done a somewhat decent job of, of like addressing the complexities of slavery. Um, not the best job, but I think it like, but this is like, I think this is an important moment of showing like there's, there's definitely grayness to it. Um, and I think Danny trying to apply what would be like, what you expect to be black and white um, has proven to be like, more difficult than it seems. I think that's important. Mm. Anyway, so we then get jump to Rob Stark and Boo. Um, like what he said, is he's gonna go take the fray. What, what is Boo's um, name? Okay. Boo. They said it in a few a few times the episode. I don't I think they say your name. Uh, I think I might have been on the subtitles. Mm. Every now and then they put them in. I'm like, yes, cheat. Uh, let's see. We then go to Oliver. Um, and I I got Oliver's name. I didn't get the actual guy who's important's name. Mm. I only got Oliver's. Mm. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Iron, anyway, Iron Fist they hook up. There. Iron Fist, yeah. They Canceled Iron Fist. On um, you can go watch the only two seasons uh, of that show that will ever exist on Netflix. Did you like I them? I stopped after episode two of the first season. I thought it was really bad. You know, it, 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 that, 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 that show is run by the guy that took over Dexter in the later seasons. Yes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Checks out. I, I I was a big Dexter we were, fan, we were but like... You got me into Dexter. You got mad at me that one time because uh, I showed up at your house and announced and I said, what up? We're watching Dexter now. I don't. I don't remember most of my high school years. Yeah, I did. But I'm I sure showed up and happen. I said, "We're watching Dexter," and you were talking <coughs> to your girlfriend, being like, "Yo, Colin, I, we can't hang out today." Colin showed up, and now we've been watching Dexter for four hours. I think I vaguely remember that. I I, I strongly remember it. We also had a gay sex scene. Um, is I think the gay sex scene. The gay sex scene was dubious though, because he was only seducing him for information. That is true. Iron Fist was being an idiot. That is true. However, if he were smarter, his show would not have gotten canceled. <laughs> because of the sex, I think that checks out. Yes. I mean, regardless, though, I think in terms of representation, that was important. Um, and then in terms of the the first sex scene, it included, um, it it was mainly about satisfying her. So I think this is he an important conversation. He went down on her, and he expected no reciprocation. And yeah. that th- that's a man. I, I think I think there was in terms of these sex scenes I think that they 
I think they're not stereotypical, and that's important. Also, I feel like you haven't respected enough the fact that I've changed drinks during this episode. I had a backup prepared. You were ready for this. I just, I knew I was going to rant so much about Jon Snow's sexual prowess in this episode. I needed enough fuel to get through it. Jon Snow might not be a great leader or a great decision maker, but he clearly knows how to satisfy a woman. He clearly has a great tongue. Or he did at one point know how to satisfy I, I i think this scene yeah like i said i think it was important um do you want to talk about the last scene no i want to keep talking about john snow no i'm kidding Jesus. uh yeah <laughs> <Crap>. <laughs> i'm just saying, like, like john snow's a fucking feminist icon I'm just for saying, going down. Like, the sopranos did a whole arc about how junior soprano really loved going down on his girlfriends and that the fact that uh, that rumor got out led him to start killing people because he was so embarrassed by it. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, like that's a whole, that's a plot device in The Sopranos where Tony finds out that his uncle, who's like the unofficial head of the whole crime syndicate, loves going down on his girlfriends and starts spreading it around. And Junior gets so mad that Tony is the one that spreads this around that he tries to have Tony whacked. And it's like... Look at how far we've come. Yeah, I don't. That's way too hetero. That's <laughs> that's one thing I'm trying to recognize now as a heterosexual male is when things are definitely too hetero. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I think you're on the Kinsey scale. I've known you your entire you. life. I'm gonna, I'm you gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put you up there. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the last scene. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna set this up as in this was a great dad moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. This, this was such a great dad moment because it's all set up with teary with like Cersei sucking up or to her dad and being like, you gonna being the Tyrion like you gonna get like you gonna get in trouble or not Cersei even you gonna get in trouble. So smarmy and then it turns yeah. on her. Like while he's just a shitty human, like this was just a great dad moment. So he's literally just explaining. He's like. You're going to have to marry Sansa Tyrion. And so she's like, yeah, you're going to have to marry Sansa Tyrion. Ha, ha, ha. And then dad fucking flips on her and is like, all right, you're going to have to marry Sir Lawrence. Suck it. My kids are a disgrace. And ends, yeah. end of episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such an amazing, like, I don't really give a shit because, I mean, none of this matters, right? Like, none of it matters. Like this whole scene in the long in the no, long like, term. No, like Tyrion never consummates with Sansa. Yeah, Tyrion doesn't consummate with Sansa. And it's weird because he at the <laughs> beginning of the season he told Tywin that he wanted Casterly Rock because Jaime, as a member of the Kingsguard, had abandoned his claim to that ancestral home. So really, yeah. you know, it, it's a. I feel like it's a moment where the show is making Tyrion out to be better than he really is. Yeah, I think that the character of Tyrion, as we've come to know, would jump at the chance to marry Sansa, knowing he doesn't have to do anything to her. He can take her up to Winterfell, have his own lands, keep Sansa away from Joffrey, and he can bring Shay with him and have her whenever he wants. Like, yeah, it really is a win-win situation for Tyrion, but there's no real way to write it that way because especially in the books where Tyrion is in his late twenties and Sansa is like 13. 
Yeah. So it has to write him as like being outraged by it, but it's like, actually, dude, as long as you're not a fuck about this, yeah. you're gonna turn out okay. <coughs> I don't know, but I also think he had to get to that moment. He did. Like, like yes, I agree. I think, I think current Tyrion would be like, all right, yeah, cool. However, I think in the moment, I think what three episodes ago he got demoted to just being Lord of Coin. Yeah, the economic star uh, of. Westeros or whatever. Yeah, and so like to go from that like to have your dad even dictate you even more, it's just kind of like fuck off. Yeah. Um, and is you're really not able to see like the like it, yeah like, like Tywin shitting on age his, matters. Tywin shitting on his kids just because they don't do what he says blindly affects me on a personal level. I respect that. Like that's mad respect. That's hurtful. You know, he's like, he's that got was. two grown children, one of whom Adults. defended the city from a siege and the other of whom, as crazy as she is, has been acting queen for like 15 years. And yeah. he's just like, I'm your dad. So to even challenge me is disgraceful. That, 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 yeah. that hurts me. Oh, hmm. Well, it was still a good dad moment, and... it. I mean, this scene made you wonder who was going to kill Tywin first, Tyrion or Cersei, because one of them was going to do it. I thought they could have been that seed and just, like, buried the body, and, like, I've been like, all right, yeah, that's cool. It totally makes sense that's here. The thing is, like, I, I feel like television as a medium does a great thing where it brings two characters who hate each other, and over many years and many hours of, of stories eventually puts those two characters in a situation where they have to work together. And I don't yep. think we're ever going to get that for Tyrion and Cersei. <laughs> never. Fuck it's no. It's never going to happen. <laughs> no, like, there's Jamie never enough Brienne, episodes. Totally get it. Arya and the Hound, totally get it. Jon and Daenerys, oh, yeah. totally get it. Tyrion and Cersei will never be on the same side. <laughs> it just doesn't feel and right. And I feel like other television shows would eventually make them like come together in that way, you know? Yeah, I get that. I can see that, but no, I don't. I don't. I, I just can't see an e a equal good where they. Team I think up. Cersei becomes a White Walker super fucking soon. Like the, like after the going down scene, it's in just her getting stabbed. <laughs> Game with of Thrones season eight opens up. John goes down on Daenerys for ten solid Didn't... minutes, and she is so happy about it. She gives him whatever. She gives him a dragon, out of appreciation. <laughs> Cut two. Scene two. Cersei wakes up. The Night King. You're ice now. The, but go no. But but he goes down on her. The ice. So the, the the Night King goes down on Cersei to reciprocate, saying, "Hey, you know what? Compared to Jon Snow, I'm not so bad." Song of Ice and Fire, baby. We we <laughs> both are equally generous lovers. This one weird. <laughs> this got this got a really weird fucking place. I, I just, you know, I haven't seen this episode since it aired over five years ago, and I'm watching it again, and I'm just thinking, like, God damn, dude. This doesn't happen. God damn. It doesn't happen in God fiction. damn. And God the, fact, damn the fact that it is such a rarity means we should not stop talking about it. We should keep promoting it, honestly. No, like, I'm going to bring mm. it up for the rest of the run of this show. When we get to season eight, and hopefully this coming April... 
I'm going to bring it up. Please do. If John dies please, please do. in season eight, which I think is very likely, I'm going to bring it up. Like, this will never go away for me. <laughs> this was the most important episode because, of, this, no, of the entire HBO series. as a company is not beholden to any kind of content restrictions, really, that any other medium or outlet is. And thus, they can do whatever they want in terms of content. And America because of our puritanical roots, have always been much more stringy about depictions of sex than we are about depictions of graphic violence. So the fact that this happens, it's progressive as shit, man. I'm just saying it. Snaps. I'm giving snaps. I hope they can sound like snaps in the recording. There we go. Jon Snow gives it back. Jon Snow gives it back. So you know what? And we have shit on him so much on this show that for once we give a chance to just give him a round of applause. I'll get a sound effect for you to be a round of applause. Okay. <coughs> uh, uh, that was beautiful. What do you think happens in the next episode? Jon Snow's going down again. <laughs> he might, uh, man. You never this know. The, this uh, is the season of John boning, and then after this season, he doesn't get laid again until season seven. And like really quickly. Do you think he jerks off between seasons three and season seven? I'm not going to this weird place with you okay, tonight. Okay, but I'm next episode we will talk about this. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. God damn it. I've been Alex. <laughs> I've been Colin. Love your girlfriends. And, Love uh, your wives. Be, love everyone, be generous, you, know? you know. Be We're generous, be kind. Here. Be generous by giving us a like on give iTunes. Give us a like on Facebook. <laughs> give us a five star review on iTunes. Follow us on our SoundCloud. And go down. And go down. All right. See you all next week. Bye.